1: Healing!
2: sports Radio. You know what's every day. Moose and Taz be paving
3: away. Talking about every sport. You know that they never missin' the play. From the NBA to the end of the college games. They always bring in the knowledge. Nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only we
1: talking the truth. Only we talking the truth. Hey, you know it's
2: Taz and Moose, you know it's Taz
1: it is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Friday morning. CBS Sports Radio as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quick and Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You got Shep and Pete across the way, bogus with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we go. So a couple hours left to play with coming your way later on this hour. We're going to chat with Russell Baxter, NFL writer. Uh, for fansided.com. He'll join Taz and myself, and we'll talk about some of the intriguing storylines uh, around the National Football League as we come to you from the and Mortgage by Quick and Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. And uh, we spend a lot of time in the NFL in hour number one. Remember, stay tuned. We'll uh, have some fantasy football information out there as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming your way in, in the next week. By the next, by, I would say probably... Middle part of next week, we'll have everything resolved with that, right? Oh, the uh, fancy football, yeah,
4: yeah. You know, you know, we'll have the locals locked in. Uh, we'll we'll do the whole rollout, um, kind of similar to the XFL, but different. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll you know, definitely, um,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I, and, and, well, and it, it's interesting because um, you know we thank you know Sammy and everyone with the with the New York Guardians yeah. and the XFL um, for sending us. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, a packet so this packet, morning, cool promo packet, packet yeah, right? Yeah. And and we went through that last hour as well in terms of uh, w- of what <laughs> it was, Taz. But um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: it's it's impressive, and and I'm not surprised. But um, everything that Vince McMahon is doing with this league, and we'll find out about the quality of the play. That's ultimately what's going to be the the deciding factor in terms of how successful it is. But the rollout has been on point. Yeah, man. Uh, he has yeah. not he has not missed a beat. Whether it be, you know, the official announcement taking time and then going city to city where you're announcing what's you know making the announcement of what cities, what eight cities in in the United States are going to have it right, and then having pressers in each of those cities to announce the leadership group right? Right, right, whether it be the general manager or head coach for that respective city, and then earlier this week having the hype videos and the rollout of. The, the names, names the colors, for the res- the and the and the colors and the logos and everything like that. Then to have this being sent out to uh, to different media members, it's been it's been a great rollout for the XFL. And
4: you're right, man. You nailed it all, Moose. And the thing is, compare it to what happened or with the AAF, their rollout or lack thereof. Right, it was minuscule at best. They didn't do it. Wasn't done the same way, and. You could say what you want about pro wrestling. You say what you want about WWE. You could say what you want about Vince McMahon. Um, but he and his people around him know how to brand, how to promote, how to push. Uh, trust me, <laughs> they know what they're doing. And uh, uh, he's showing that with the team with him, you know, with his XFL team, I should say, which I've mentioned before him, Moose, is different than his WWE team. It's got, he's got all new people in there. You know, I do think maybe someone ahead, Honchos in production. Are involved the WWE production are involved with XFL production, but but the teams are different production teams and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and and um, and I'm sure right the influence, but you're bringing in a different group. And he made it perfectly clear at the onset of the announcement, Taz, that it's two different entities. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's not one and the same. Correct. There's not going to be this marriage of the two like there was the first go go-around, right. where you having. You know WWE announcers on XFL broadcasts yeah. and doing all these other things. There, there's not going to be he's not going to be at the you know 50 yard line of the opener going this is the XFL. No, he's not going to do not that. Little, which was yeah, hysterical it, when he right, did Right, which though, is great. You Go back and watch it. Always puts a smile on my face. And I remember where I was watching it yeah. at home that night, um, and and watching it at the time test. But there's going to be none of that. You know he's trying to he's trying to do it right and and kind of with no smoke and mirrors, do it legitimately and and. We'll see exactly where this is. It's going to be fun to see exactly the quality of the product come February of next year. And I do think it's a great
4: advantage. You know, as we we talked about a little bit yesterday, it's a great advantage for the XFL because the AAF, you know, folded so quick. Um, And now you have a lot of these players that are trying to make NFL teams that no longer with the AAF because they're gone. So you know you're going to get a chunk of players that don't make these NFL rosters. And a lot of them, probably, unfortunately for them, didn't, you know, they were probably in the AAF. And I know I watched enough of the AAF early goings of the first couple of weeks, and there there's a good amount of talent there. So I I, I got a feeling they're going to they're gonna get some good players in the XFL.
1: Right. It's interesting because you look at it um, in terms of the AAF, right? And you looked at the brain trust behind it, right? And it was Ebersol's son and Bill Polian, right, who... Uh, you know, a Hall of Fame executive, that kind of a caliber of a guy with the Buffalo right. Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. But you started to see kinda, you know, when when you watch that alliance for American football, whether it be, you know, the the quarterback draft that was initially out there or the 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 workouts and the practices in the training camp in order to kind of delineate or put the talent across the league task, when you're getting word in terms of, you know, whether or not they were going to finish the year, not being economically solvent for at least year one. Um, you know, because you, know, you have to be realistic here, right? We talk about the big three, and, you know, it's all over the place, right? I saw an interview with Ice Cube on Real Sports a couple of weeks back, right? And he said, you know, me and my investors in this league, we don't expect to turn a profit for at least three years. Yeah, there you go. Right? So, you know, but we believe, no. I believe in this. I think it can be successful. I think there's a marketplace for this. I think fans want it. I think they want to watch older basketball players still play competitive. I think there are guys that played competitively that still want to go out, even though they're up there in age and want to play competitive basketball. But, but we also expect, we're realistic here, we we know that we're not going to be able to turn a profit. I think the Alliance for American Football went into it where they did not have that kind of a mindset Where, you know, they needed to make money initially to keep the train rolling. And that was not the way it was going to work, right? Right. right. I think you look at Vince McMahon, you mentioned in terms of the players, I also think it's a great learning lesson about from his past and also the failures of the AAF before the launch of the XFL in February 2020 (laughs) where you could take away a lot of what they did wrong Mm -hmm. and how they failed. Right. And you can use that to your advantage here for the XFL. Well, you bring up an awesome point because
4: you're spot on, my man. You're spot on because Vince McMahon will, uh, will learn from his own mistakes with the XFL. And now to compound out, he's de- compound that, he's definitely going to learn from the AAF's mistakes. And we've heard Vince say... You know, even before the AAF failed, that the the money he's putting in, and as far as turning, I'm paraphrasing, as far as turning the profit, I remember reading this on Forbes. It was he said something like he's not he's he's not expecting. I think he said something like five years or something something in that world. Don't quote me on that, but it was something like that. I remember I read this a long time ago when he first made the announcement. Vince knows he knows he's going to lose some money. He's prepared to lose some money. He's taken you know he's sold a bunch of his own stock from WWE uh, from you know because they're a publicly traded company. And and, and and just investing it in the XFL, he knows. This is not some guy uh, who's got a bunch of money uh, that's investing in the AF, and then he decides, you know what, I'm not th- – it was the guy who owned the Carolina Panthers. That's who it was, I believe. Uh, uh, the I, Carolina I, Hurricanes. I, hurricanes, my bad. Panthers. I meant right. I mean Hurricanes. And, um, yeah, so it's like that's – that's this is somebody who's – Tom Dunn. Okay, this right. is somebody who's going to be in the trenches. Now, you're not going to see Vince on camera – But he's going to be in the trenches, Vince. This is not a guy who's an investor. This is Vince. This is Vince McMahon. He's going to be... now. He was in the trenches the last time, too, but he learned. He learned. I really believe he learned. Now, can he get... This is the thing, the tricky part. I I don't think this is going to happen for him. But you never know; strange things have happened. I mean, can he get? Now, I don't think anyone's talked about this. Can he get a great player coming out of the NFL, coming into the NFL draft? Can he get a Drake, a Jake from from the quarterback from Georgia? Can he get a guy like Tua? And uh, you know, you know you remember years ago the USFL. When Trump owned uh, the Generals, he got Herschel Walker.
1: Yeah. That was a huge deal. Man. Well, I mean, there were, and you look at, it, there were great players in the XFL. You yeah. Know, uh, there was, you was know, a lot Ricky of great Ricky Sanders, players. Gary Clark, you mentioned it, Herschel Walker, right. Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly, yeah. Warren Moore. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of guys that were playing at that time. Um, in the USFL, uh, that were uber yeah. successful, right? And they ended up there for um, a lot of the reasons was because of straight out cash, yeah. right? Reggie White, Reggie White, I forgot he, about Reggie White. Reggie White was a I member of the USFL that. before he before he, uh, uh, he became a, a member in the of the Philado- yeah, yeah, and a hall of famer with the Philadelphia Eagles and then the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, I, I don't know, Taz. That that comes down to you know affording those kind of contracts. I mean, cash does play you know but that it means that you have a lot of money coming in as well because to afford that caliber of player because the other thing you don't want to have do you don't want to have a team be so imbalanced right, in course. the league where one team is superior than the others and then the game becomes the games become unwatchable right it, it, so sometimes. but it's interesting I, I don't know i think that's probably a question probably down the line yeah. than it is initially because I still still think guys look at it and say i want to play in the national football league but if they're not latching on in the NFL they could use the XFL now as right. an opportunity to continue to play because that's the one thing you want to continue to do. There's no other opportunities right. to play. Right. You no, know, I, no. my, if my, I'm a basketball player, I could play in Europe. Right. Of course. I no, could no, play in right. Right. Israel. If you're I a baseball play player, China, you can do the same thing. You, you can play all over the world. You, you play in Japan. You yeah, could play in there, Korea. There's other places yeah. to yeah. play. If I'm a football player... Yeah. Outside of college, yeah. there's nowhere else to play. No, I, I, you're right. And the arena is, league, I get that Canadian football, but it's a little bit Canadian different. football.
4: you play on an 80-yard field, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no. the league, but you don't see many CFL players. You'll see an occasional guy here or there, but there are not a lot of NFL teams that are going to the Canadian league nor the arena league. There is, you know, the Kurt Warner example. But those guys, that's such an outlier. Right. It's Uh, it's such a different league. It's such a different – Warren Moon played in the
4: Canadian League too? What's that? Warren Moon. He played – Oh, I think he did. He did, right? He did. did. Yeah. But, no, here's the thing. What I'm saying, and I I know you you get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I I misstated that. That was not the USFL. It was the Canadian Football League.
4: Okay, but the thing is, I don't don't think XFL is going to get any of these top D1 college players that are uh, potential top – 15 draft picks for this coming draft in 2020. I'm not saying that. I. I, I but you never know. It's, hypothetically, if the XFL goes and tries to hand a check over to, uh, to uh, Chase Young, a great edge rusher that's going to come out of Ohio State, and says, hey, here you go, my man, uh, here's $20, $24 million. Oh, cash plays. Yeah, guaranteed money, you know. for, for cash th- does play. You never know, right? Never,
1: well, yeah, you never know.
4: He, and you know this. I, I'm sure you and I have discussed this. When I say he, I mean the XFL, I mean Vince. They need a couple of hood ornament guys. I would agree with that. Stars. I would agree with that. Stars. I don't know if that means someone, you know, it's not Tim Tebow. I think that time has passed. I, I, how old is Tebow? He's, he's playing baseball. Tebow, episode. I think, he's, he's is be. he 32? Yeah, so I, I don't think Tebow 31? would be your guy. He's in that realm, right? I and I don't think it's going to be a Manziel either. And be honest, when Manziel was playing a little bit in the AAF, he didn't look that great or the CFL. He wasn't even starting any CFL. No, I,
1: I think, yeah, I think Manziel's a clown.
4: Yeah, well, and Vince, I don't think he's going to go back in his word. He said if you have, like, a, a record. What was that, Pete? I'm sorry, H. Just turned 32. Who?
1: Uh, Tebow. Oh, thank you.
4: Tebow. Okay. So anyway, uh... <laughs> So the thing the thing is, you need that star, right? You need that well, I star.
1: Think, I, I mean, Taz, if you're if you're asking me the guy, I think the guy would be Kaepernick. Wow. That would be something. But 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 but
4: but I'm gonna just I don't I don't think want to get too deep into this topic. I know Vince. Uh, I don't want to say I mean I know him as good as uh, uh, you know, I know my my best friend, but if you said to me, describe Vince in three words, one of those words would be patriotic. No, I, like I'm I, talking about proud American, American flag, old right. school morals and ethics. Take your cap off, national anthem, hand on chest, old
1: school. But if you look at right, if <laughs> so. you, but if you look at, I, I get that. But if you look at the messaging of, of Kaepernick, oh no, I know, I know. and we know. I mean, you know we've this talked just, about right? it a little we've bit. We talked yeah. a, a lot about it, but. Uh, you know, Excuse it's trying to bring about change in 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 the African American community, right? Um, and and trying to and and point out the injustices that are still going on in this country. Well, you know, and the way he went about doing it, kneeling before, uh, during the national anthem when the flag's out there. You know, I don't disagree with I don't agree with that. I really don't. I think people have a right to do whatever they want to do, but I also don't think it's God given right that you have to have a job in the National Football League. But Taz, <laughs> if I'm looking for a guy to that that now. You know he's gonna he's gonna he demanded a lot of money from the AAF. I mean I would imagine that right. he would do the same thing if it was the XFL. But mm-hmm. if it, you know, there's videos out there, pictures. He's talking about the fact he's still ready to play. He's in the best shape of his life. We're talking about this league launching. We're sitting here in August, end of August. So you got September, October, November, December, January. The league's launching in the better part of five and a half months. <laughs> With games on the field, February of 2020, you would imagine Colin Kaepernick at that stage. If you're looking for a guy to to you know to be the launch hood with guy, and the be guy. the hood ornament yeah. guy, how could it not be Colin Kaepernick?
4: Another thing I'll tell you about Vince McMahon. Okay, and I agree with you. Just I'm just saying about the patriotic thing. Yeah. But the one thing where when you was talking, about, if you speak on racial injustice, racial injustice and stuff, like. And you know we have a fun show. We give information on sports and opinions. We're strong, opinionated guys, and we have a lot of fun. It's a morning show, so we don't get too deep in the woods on these topics like some other sports shows might. When it comes to that topic, we have. Yeah, we We don't avoid it. it. We just don't. Yeah, no. But anyway, the thing is with Vince McMahon, one of you know, like I think I don't want to say his main hero in his life or role model or whatever. You know, it's Martin Luther King. Like he. He, MLK Day, like, it's a huge thing. Uh, and, and like, he does a, a whole huge video package, a whole thing on Raw all the time. Like, <clears throat> just mad respect for everything that, that Mr. King stood for and everything that he did. Yeah, for Vince sure. So I, mean, right. I could see that connection with, with Kaepernick and Vince McMahon.
1: Yeah, and, and it would it would allow Kaepernick to get back on the football field and to play football. And for the XFL, it would work for them as well, too. Great I point. mean, you know, so, you know, Tebow can't play. I mean, no, no, if, I know, I no, know, no, I'm just, I'm, no, no I'm, I know you know that. I'm, yeah. I'm pointing out the fact of you look at Tebow, <laughs> whose season ended as a, a Met farmhand this year due to injury. You know, he's 32 years of age. I mean, I think been there, done that. I'm trying to think about guys out there that are available, that that are not in the National Football League, that are looking for work, that kind of could be that guy, Taz. And and honestly, you know, if you go down that road, it'll cost you because Kaepernick's going to want to get paid. Yeah. Um and I'll blame him for that, but um you know would he be the guy? Yeah, I mean, he he might be the guy in order, you know, listen, you the NFL won't give you a, an opportunity, we're going to give you an opportunity. You want to see Colin Kaepernick play? Right. Here's your opportunity to play in the XFL. You can play for the New York Guardians. You know, his his girlfriend, I believe, I still think they're dating. You know, is a is a DJ and and she works on a radio station in New York City. Oh, okay. Uh, so he's in Manhattan all the time. I think he I think he now lives in Manhattan. When uh-huh. so, you know, if you you have a you have a team here in New York, I'm sure you can make way where he's the quarterback of the New York Guardians, where he's not, you know, all of a sudden playing for the Tampa Bay. Vi- you know, so you could kind of make an easy transition. It's the biggest, ca- you know, biggest media capital in the world. When you look at New York City, if you had Colin Kaepernick playing for the New York Guardians, how big of a headline would that be? <laughs> oh my God,
4: massive, massive! It would be massive the thing. If you're Kaepernick, you just gotta, you know, it's risky because if if this league, you know, uh, God forbid, there's an issue and they end up folding, I'm not wishing that on the on the XFL. But if that happens now, if you're Kaepernick, it looks like everything, like your whole career. Like it ends on that sour of a note. You know that's I mean? true,
1: but he's not getting another opportunity in the NFL. Right, 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 right. I mean, Taz, it's been too long. Do, well, you would agree with that. Oh, I totally agree with you. I no, mean, so no, I, I, I don't, you know. And we're not saying it's right, but I, it, I don't think that opportunity for sure. Man. I don't think that opportunity for Colin Kaepernick is coming in the National Football League. So, if you're Vince McMahon, you look at a situation where you have a talented athlete that's looking to, to play football once again. That talks about how great of a condition his body is in. And he given 30, him an opportunity. 31 years old. He's 31 years old. Give him an opportunity to play football. And he's a marketable
4: guy. Oh, who's no doubt. A, who's already, uh, he's well-spoken. He's marketable. He's, and he's, he's, he's quasi a household name, I would say. Definitely in the sports world he is. You know, he's a household name, wouldn't you think? I no mean, doubt. Yeah, I think and, non-football fans know what Colin Kaepernick is.
1: Well, and you talk about the avenue of opening up and signing college players and signing other players and being, you know, there is certainly, there would be a number of players that would be intrigued in playing <clears throat> in a league with Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. I definitely think so. Colin Kaepernick
4: has more name value to the casual fan, not football fan, just casual sports fan, than Kyler Murray. If someone's not a football fan, they don't know who Colin Murray is. They no. don't know who he's. The, yeah, that's he's, a
1: great point, too.
4: Think about it. He's a star. Kaepernick is a star. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think we just gave Vince an idea. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. He's probably he's going to uh, hire you, Moose, <laughs> to be like on his his
1: creative team for the XFL.
4: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Taz, that Moose's guy. You know. well, you you, got I threw park my park idea or? at you
1: a while back what we should be doing. What? Oh, you and I? Yeah. Oh, I threw you, that you, idea oh, at oh, you. Yeah, oh, oh. We didn't do that on the air, right? No, we're not on the air. We did it off the air. Oh, wow.
4: You want me to make a call? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, it depends on the week. Some weeks they uh, love me, some
1: weeks they hate me. I thought so that I call was talking. made already. Obviously not. <laughs> 855-212-4227. 855 855-212. Happy Friday, everybody. <laughs> For CBS, it's Taz of the Moose. Uh, it's Friday oh, Morning. Man. We got the campgrounds. We'll go camp and we'll do that next. CBS Sports Radio.
4: Alright, well hey Moose support for Taz and the Moose comes from Manscaped number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision and en- precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I mean one of my good friends. Big Bobo Bobson, he loves him some Manscaped. Tell you that right now. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer and their lawnmower 2.0, which has a proprietary skin-safe technology so this trimmer will not nick or snag, uh, which is not a fun experience. Ah! Um, Oh, no, help me! Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past, and don't use the same trimmer on your face you're using down there on the old Alba because that's just nasty. Nah. Manscaped uh, also offers a crop preserver and an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Okay, so that's nice, creamy, Jones. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Hey! Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Here's the best part: get twenty percent right off and free shipping with the code TAZ at manscape.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code T A Z at manscape.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscape.com. Use the code TAZ.
1: It's TAZ and the Moose on
4: CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Oscar De La Hoya, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Thank you, Oscar. Weekend starts early with Friday night NFL preseason action between the Bills and the Lions. Then on ah. Sunday, the summer hoops are scorching with the beginning of the Big 3 playoffs followed by the PBR uh, in Music City. Buckle up for a huge weekend only on CBS. Uh, Pete, any more of
4: that cookie left? That XFL New York Guardian cookie? Oh, yes, plenty. Is there really? Seriously? There is, yeah. I think you devoured the whole thing, no disrespect, um, because it's gigantic. I mean, None taken. The size All of a sewer
1: right. cover. Yeah. But uh, it, was. it was. It was good. And did you, you have any of it? I
4: There's I a did. lot
1: about Pilate. You think you could take it down in basically the span of an hour. Yeah. No offense, but did you eat the whole
3: seven-pound, 3,000-calorie <laughs> cookie? Right. heathen. <laughs> Know, man. Meanwhile, this is the guy that walked in and clawed it pieces. The rest of us adults <laughs> used <to> a <laughs> knife and fork to cut it apart.
0: Give me a cookie.
4: Well no, initially he wanted he had the the skimpy knife and forks that they have around here. The, the, yeah. That plastic stuff that yeah. you can't you can't pick up a napkin with these things. It's so weak. And he is trying Zach, to,
1: have some cookie.
4: Yeah, help yourself, Zach. No problem. Oh, Thank he will. You. There, there you go. go.
1: So uh, yeah, so so anyway. I said Zach look. was like peering down, looking at the cookie, it's, like, it's, it's, like it was know. like an animal about to come out of the box. Yeah, he Naughty. Yeah, he pounced us. <laughs> it like anyway, I felt like Ben, like Bilotti and Shep didn't even notice. I'm like, Zach, have, take it. How can a guy
4: six foot five sneak around a control room and no one sees him? I know. It's like, like a cat burglar. Uh, he is. Is like a cat
0: yeah Disgusting. Oh. All
4: right, Zach, what's the deal? I mean, you, 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 you going to at least say thanks for the cookie, bro. What yes. the hell? Yes. Sir, hello.
0: I can't. Hey, Dave, what are you doing here? Ah. I can't hear a thing. Chef. I don't think anybody knows what they're doing in here. They you ask me how I sneak in? Don't, they don't snap Zach. that photo. They, Zach, they don't. They don't.
4: Listen, first off, while we have you, first time we have you live on mic on, Taz yeah. and Moose, Zach. Thank you
1: for doing the three. Yes, thank the
4: you. Thank you for all yeah, the three and... And you are you are a victim of many drops on the show, just
0: so you know. I didn't know that, but that's great. <laughs> yeah. Strangled testicles. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Wow. Well, that's nice. Ne- you know, we would never, yeah. like, get never, you. Right. <laughs> it's all lost. Nipples sack. get hot. Oh, come on. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> what the hell? I don't even remember saying that. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Well. <laughs> uh, you know, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <That's awesome>. Ouch. <laughs> uh,
4: how about the cookie? Is it any good?
0: I didn't even try it yet, but Uh you're wondering how I can sneak up on people a guy my size? It goes back to when I was in the Army. I was actually very good at that. Really? Oh, really?
4: It's like covert.
0: Yeah, one time the sergeant goes, Mr. Martin, I did not see you during camouflage training. And I go, thank you, sergeant. <laughs> but I, thank you. I was in a lot of trouble after that. One. Ah, wow! Funny. And
4: this is your first time ever on the radio, correct?
0: Yes, <laughs> oh, my first
1: time.
0: <laughs>
4: you, you seem so shy, Zach. That's why. Anytime
0: I... you want to lose the license, I'm your guy. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, much appreciated. You got to. We got to have you
4: back on again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. we got to have you on again. If just, off, it's just your office is so far away from this studio. It's tough to. We don't see you much. You know? Yeah, we don't so, see you or hear you. Yeah, we never hear you or see right. you. You're
1: right. very far. Away. Ouch! Right, I won't. Out of the studio from doing a minute, and I hear Zach telling Bogus a story. He's like, Yeah, he, and, he, and I think he killed her. Or I was like, what is going on? Time to head back oh, into oh, yeah, no, no, in no, no. Do the want to, show.
0: T- I, I don't want to repeat that story, but <laughs> it's <laughs> in the news
3: today. Yeah, Ooh, that's that's going to be a good
1: prosecutor for that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, What? I told Taz, I'm like, I have no idea what, what Zach and Bogus were talking about, and I don't think I want to know what they were talking about.
0: <laughs> I probably <have> forgotten already. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, we well, appreciate it. Enjoy the cookies, All well, the help thank that you, you give to the show. We thank yeah, you, sir. Thank you. It's a great show. It's uh, nice to be part of it. Thank there you, you bud. Yeah.
4: Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, we're very successful, and thank you, Zach. And, <laughs> yes, we are very <laughs> successful. We are great. That's
0: uh, where we have a lot in common in regard to success.
1: Uh, that's it. Uh, uh, Zach, appreciate what's it. What's up, Bogus? How you doing, bud? Oh, guys,
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for
3: opening, <laughs> Zach. Uh, so is Cam Newton. Hey, Hold on a second.
4: You said you took someone's cookie, too. Why is everybody eating our cookies, Moose? I was off from cookies. I did off from cookies. Well, you didn't clear that with me. Work. I'm a he's on the here. show. <laughs> All right, we got to get rid of Zach, but now he's off. He can't hear us. We got. We really got <laughs> Pete. We got to figure this out. We well, he's terrible. obviously
1: listening to the show. Where you're like, you well, no, you no, use no, a no. lot he of just... your drops. He's like, I had no idea. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> not That one on the DL. <laughs> Bro, I am like, wow. He's like, oh, happy I had Friday. No, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that you used my voice on the show.
4: <laughs> he never had that where he's standing right next to the board up, Pete, who's just hitting him drop after drop like after Mando. drop. That was hysterical, man. His face was like, what the hell is this? Can I interject for one second? Yes,
3: sir. Okay, so, and Moose knows this from years ago when he was producing. Yeah. we Taz, we are locked Oh, I know.
4: That's true. That's a good point. A, you,
3: you should. Locked. I mean, you should. we're locked in. So, like, it's yeah. it's a testament to you guys that we don't notice anybody.
1: Yeah, because it's natural. Oh, natural. Well, he's yeah. got the Shep's got the headphones on. Shep is is defending his his uh, his piece of land right now because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to come across like they're not paying attention. He had the headphones on, locked in, staring straight ahead. <laughs> we,
3: we are we are paying attention. You're, like, That's a, why you're he... like
1: a thoroughbred. They got blinkers on. You're focused in. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're looking man. straight ahead. Moose oh, and moose works. only. <laughs> <laughs> right, that exactly. <laughs> right, I'm staring at t- what. There's no peripheral just vision locked. whatsoever. Locked in right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, just locked, locked in. in. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go, hear the reads. Yeah, yeah that's that's topic. just locked in. You're right, like a
4: thoroughbred. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> uh, Andrew, anything we on? What is Andrew doing on? here? Yeah, a couple of things. Yeah, i me just take
3: a couple of things I wrote recently. Is it... Uh, Cam Newton might be the latest preseason casualty. The Panthers QB back on the field after offseason shoulder surgery, then quickly back off in with a left foot end or ankle injury. We didn't get much help game from head coach Ron
2: Rivera. He's in a walking boot. That's all I can tell.
3: Yes, Newton walked out of Foxborough in a walking boot after a 10-3 loss of the Patriots. The initial reported diagnosis is a sprain with more tests coming today. The Packers and Raiders played on just 80 yards in Winnipeg last night, a fact that really threw our beloved Zach for a loop. Uh, He did not understand what Dave had wrote, written for him
4: on the three scripts. Wait, I'm looking for you, mean for this show? Like... Yeah,
3: because oh. it said the Packers and Raiders, the, the, pa- the Raiders beat the Packers on an 80-yard field.
4: And Zach was thrown for a loop. He mm.
3: throws field goal, and that the word goal was left out, and then went down a whole rabbit hole of who could kick an 80-yard field goal. Oh my gosh, let me get oh. this straight.
4: So Zach, not only does he not, list, this has been established in the past 10 minutes, Zach, not only does he li- does he not listen to all show moves no. but he doesn't even watch sports. Correct. Joel Embiid right.
1: <laughs> comes in, he's flying blind. <laughs> you can basic what that tells me is oh, you man. can make up any three headlines on any given morning he, he'll and he would read it, it.
4: just yep. right. Yeah, and you ever see sometimes right. oh, Mikey, that's a new
1: game when Mikey beats the
4: out world out out is out indeed out. flat. <laughs> that actually <laughs> got a, He's got a good idea, Angela. That's a good idea. We should have Mike. Like next week, just type up something. The third one should be nonsense. The yeah. first two are real. Right, right, right. right. The third one is it's like, "Who's
1: just like the world is flat?" Uh, something. The NFL renames Vince Lombardi Trophy, Ray Hanley Trophy.
3: <laughs> no, that one you know. He's actually good on '80s and '90s Giants. That um, one would tip him off.
1: That one would tip him <laughs> off. Yeah, right.
3: But you know, LeBron James wants to play linebacker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like He'd that. Be yeah. In on. yeah, yeah.
4: That's a good like. Like, let's just say it's um. LeBron James buys Knicks.
3: Yeah, exactly. Still won't play for them.
1: Report. Still refuses to play for them. Uh, we'll still, LeBron James buys Knicks. We'll still line up and shoot up for the Lakers. Oh, my God. Dirty. Dude, that's tremendous. That's a great
4: idea. Oh, my
0: God. We got to do that. And it's we like, know we're... the good
4: thing is, you no, know, he's not hearing this because he don't no. listen.
0: Nope. So... And when he's eating, too. Yeah, that's Bobby right. He's eating Leonard's a cookie. laugh sounds super creepy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Dude, you're right, when he's eating, he's he's locked. Talk about locked in. Chef's when he's locked when that guy's eating, Zach. Oh my god. Yeah, he's locked in. Oh, he's like a boar. He's like Naughty. A, he's, he's just locked in like a boar eating a possum. You know, it's gross.
1: Yeah. yeah it's gross. Exactly. Great reference. We all know what boars Happy eating Friday, possums right? look like. Happy Friday. Tremendous. <laughs> you know what what Taz was watching on YouTube <laughs> last night. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's right New Japan. Ah, yeah. well, <laughs> right, right, top of the mind. A boar eating a possum. Of course, Taz. Yes, makes perfect sense. Welcome back to Boar vs.
3: Possum.
0: Yeah, How right. exactly. The <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Look at him tear apart
0: his intestines. Just like Zach, he's a cookie. He just pulled the leg off. Uh, right. The heart. He goes for the most tender meat first. <laughs> And then gnaws on his head. Oh, a rusty
4: can came yeah. out of the possum's belly. <laughs> Those things are disgusting, bro. I can't. I, I don't want to talk about possums. Let's move they are on. the, one of the creepiest <laughs> things They're disgusting, ever. dude. I can't stand them. My kid teases me because, like, I, I have no fear of anything. Except possums. Except possums. I know. I'm terrified of possums. I hate Possums, moose. You didn't know that about me. No, you, you, I think you said that the other okay. day. Disgusting. You didn't like possums. So. They are the most gross, rodent, yeah. rancid piece of s in the I world. I don't see
1: a lot of possums.
4: Apparently harmless though. And I'm an animal lover. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're that. I don't, you don't see a lot of possums.
1: I, I no, I, I have not. I think the last time maybe I saw one was uh, really? last fall when you know coming down the street was ran across the street. I don't see. No, I see foxes. I haven't seen a <laughs> possum in a <laughs> while.
4: I almost crashed one of my cars a couple of years ago. I don't remember which car I was driving. Probably something that started with a B and ended with a W. Yes, uh, but you
1: have anyway, cars that can crash. Yeah, I so they so, indestructible. So sure, you saw a possum?
4: Yeah, but this is what happens. It's not that simple, you know. You just upcutted the whole story. So you saw a possum? Yeah. I, I story. I imagine it's that's the crux of car. the story. That's the crux. You're just like so you saw this possum when you were driving? Yes, but want <laughs> to. I want to tell you the story. I'm driving. It's dark. There's, it's nighttime. That's why it's dark. And there's no lights on this road I'm on. And all of a sudden, I see this possum slowly walking by. I'm, I got to be maybe 40 yards away from this thing. I'm not going that fast. I almost crashed into the woods because I uh. freaked. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I can't. I was grossed out. My wife's like, what happened? What happened? I'm, I, you know, and I'm like, I, I saw a possum. She just looked at me. She's like, I thought the deer across the road or something. Like, you know, you hit a deer. That's a problem. You, you yeah. try... so, uh... Bro, I see a possum and I'm done. All my my motor skills, everything. I almost went off the rope. I mean, well, there I, you go. I, 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 well, now we
1: know where the Christmas gift is coming.
4: No, don't don't play around with the possum. Don't give me no pictures of possums. Ooh, they I the them. winner of the football league, it's a yeah. possum. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm out. I'm, uh, dude, don't, let's not do that. Don't, no. I don't like those kind of jokes.
1: <laughs> Bogus. Uh, thank you, brother. We well, gotta he's go to break. Already. Yes, he's done. Uh, oh, wow. Because we got a guest so coming So good at my job. Yes, wow. thank you, Andrew. We'll see you in a little while. Well done. Great update. That was
4: awesome. Yes,
1: possums galore. Russell Baxter will join us. Fansiders.com covers the National Football League. We'll run around the NFL with Russell. We'll do that next. It's Taz, it's the Moose. It's a Friday morning at CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Taz Moose with you. Let's hit the guest line right now. Total National Football League. It's been the focus pretty much all morning long. Uh, regular season right around the corner. We're up to week three of the NFL preseason. Uh, let's welcome aboard here. Russell Baxter, uh, NFL writer for Fansided.com, joins us now. Good morning, Russell. How are you?
4: Mark, how you been? Taz, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Russ. What's up, man? Uh, So, look, a lot lot to talk about the preseason here. A lot to talk about. Daniel Jones, that's where where I'd like to start. I don't know where Moose would like to start. Daniel Jones, he goes 9 for 11, 141 yards last night, right? So, you can make the argument he was the best player on the field last night in the game against Cincinnati. Question for you, my man, is how fueled do you think he was by Baker Mayfield's GQ comments?
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean, listen, it sounds like Baker Mayfield came out and uh, explained himself. I mean, you know, I, I I read what he said, the context of everything. Um, and I agree to a degree with what Baker said in terms of the thing being taken out of context. That being said, I don't know if that provided that much motivation. I think Daniel Jones has come in here and done what he wanted to do and has developed very nicely here. I can understand what Dave Gettleman saw on him. For me, the preseason is not about stats. The preseason to me, especially for rookies, is comfort. And watching a young man come into the game and look, it's its the old never let him see you sweat. Uh, it, it remind, when Tom Brady came into the game back in 2001, when Ben Roethlisberger was forced into a game, they never showed that nervousness. Okay, And that's what I look at for rookies. And so far, Daniel Jones has looked pretty comfortable. Again, it's preseason, but he has looked I, – I, let's put it this way. If Baker Mayfield has to fire him up, uh, no uh, no, no, thank you. I think Daniel Jones is right on course, and I can understand why the Giants and the organization feel strongly about
1: him. Yeah, I mean, you know, are you a believer in Jones, Russell?
2: I don't know if I'm a believer in anyone, you know. After three preseason games, <laughs> that's okay. a good point. Well I don't know if I believe in me after three preseason games. Um, but no, uh, again, I'm just I'm watching him and how he's handling the situation. I don't see any, I don't see him flustered. I don't see him rattled. I definitely see the arm strength. I mean, it, the ball he threw down to the left sideline to so a great catch, um, no flutter on the ball, and so on. He looks like he's you know, taking care of business. And I think as a rookie, that's all you could be expected to
4: do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and a spotlight on him. You know, I I, I, I like him. I mean, I, I like him. I mean, it's tough. You're going behind a guy, you're you're you know, you're behind Eli, I mean, who, who's had such an right. amazing career. It's a tough spot he's in. And and I think the kid, you could tell he kind of was raised right, you know, and he's got a brain in his head. He's a duke guy, we get it. But he's got, you know, certain there's a certain, you know, Russ, there's a certain poise about him. I, I see I don't know if you see it, I see a certain I don't know the kid, but he seems like he's poised.
2: Well, and that's my point. That, that, my point is exactly that. He looks comfortable. He doesn't look right. rattled. I mean, l- listen, we've seen veteran quarterbacks, okay. still uh, w- one of my beefs per se about Kirk Cousins, okay. Um, you know, I, I you know I, I don't do this whole. Well, he's eight and forty-three against teams with uh, lo- winning records in September when the weather is seventy-five degrees below, okay. I go with, do you protect the football? Kirk Cousins is a guy, to me, who, and, and he's been in the league since 2012, he's one of those guys who doesn't protect the football, okay? When he gets hit, the ball comes out. I, and I've seen other guys protect the football and get sacked a lot. So, to me, Daniel Jones doesn't look rattled. I think at times, listen, the great Peyton Manning, people were always trying to evaluate his body language. True and facial expressions and stuff like that, especially in the big game. They've done the same thing with Eli. You know, they've gone from everything to he doesn't care to he's poised and and rises to the moment. But I agree with you. There is a certain poise when it comes to Daniel Jones. He has not looked flustered at all, okay? Again, he's seen things that he won't see in the regular season. Um, But, you know... When the organization came out, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Pat Shermer who said, if he doesn't play this year, he doesn't play this year. I, I have no problem with that philosophy whatsoever. He's going to have to earn the job, and Eli's going to have to lose it. I mean, the Giants are in an odd position because they're, they're going to have to eventually pass on from a legend. Okay, Not every organization, I mean, Pittsburgh's going to be in the same situation, so are the Chargers. Okay, So are the Patriots. You know, we're now in an era, as you guys know, where quarterbacks are playing an awfully long time. You know, it used to be 300 touchdown passes in a career was a hallowed mark. We had like five or six guys who are still active who easily reached that. Okay? So Daniel Jones, to me, is a developmental prospect, and he might be developing it but very, very quickly. But I think the one thing, like you pointed out, that stands out to me is unflappable so far.
1: Uh, no doubt, no doubt. Russell, Cleveland, uh, the Browns, success or failure in 2019?
2: I think it all depends on their defense. Um, you know, I, I look at them last year, and they had Greg Williams, who obviously is now with um, with the Jets and so on. And, uh, you know, they played their share of thrillers. They scored a lot of points last year, and that was even before Odell Beckham Jr. Um, but they gave up a lot of points. And my goodness, if they hadn't gotten 31 takeaways, who knows what it would have happened. I like the Sheldon Richardson pickup. Um, They're an incredibly tough division. The AFC North is always tough, and there was a while there that the AFC North was sending two and sometimes three teams to the playoffs. Um, The one one promising thing about the Browns that stood out to me as much as anything last year was they did well within the division.
1: Okay? I mean, they haven't
2: learned how to beat Pittsburgh yet, okay? (laughs) And I know some of that was before, you know, you know, the, the, the coaching changes and all that and, and all that, and, and, et cetera. Uh, but uh, last year they were able to snap a lot of sh- losing streaks within the division, on the road, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I'm not ready to put them in the Super Bowl, but uh, I think they're in it. To, I, I don't think there's any question that they're in it to the end. I know a lot of people are now – they've gone from 1-31 to overhyped. <laughs>
4: Yeah, well, that's what okay. I was just—I was just going to you that, Russ. Like, are they like Moose and I were talking about this a lot during the week? You know, it's like it's almost like they're—they're they're rapidly becoming. I mean, I don't, we can't speak for everyone, but they're rapidly. It seems like they're rapidly becoming the Cleveland Browns, um, a very hateable team. Like the swagger, the hype, the the baker, the mustache, the you know, the coach, that's his guy, you know, and and then and Beckham. It, it, is, and you, do you feel that? I mean, you know, uh, is, are they getting on your nerves? <laughs> that's what I'm basically asking you. Well,
2: no, they're not getting on your nerves. You know what them mean. Them like, so is, I mean? Like, is I, it I, all, the, 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 the overhype, like you said? Yeah, yeah the overhype. No, no, but like you said, I understand that, though. I understand because um, I, I think a lot of it also is is the fact that they seem like they're in the news every day, okay? Yes. If it's not Baker saying something, it's Odell saying something, okay? Mm-hmm. So and or an interview coming up from from whatever ago, Uh, I I think the resentment or what you're seeing and what you're feeling is the fact that this team hasn't. First of all, they haven't had a winning season since 2007. They haven't been in the playoffs since 2002. Okay, and yet they they appear to be a daily topic. And then when you start talking about fair or unfair a topic comes up where a player is talking about another player on another team, and meanwhile the other player is talking about the organization that he's no longer with and saying bad things about them. You're like, "Is enough, is enough, okay? Why don't you guys just go out and win some games eventually? So, um, yeah, it's kind of weird. From one in 31 to a villain.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Russell, give us a team – um, that you think could surprise people in 2019?
2: Well, as you know, we always we annually almost see a last-place team win a division. We've seen it four times in the last two years, by the way. Jacksonville and Philly two years ago. Last year it was Chicago and Houston. Tampa Bay intrigues me. Um, and a lot of it has to do with Bruce Arians, but a lot of it will also have to do with Jameis Winston. Here, That word again, taking care of the football. Okay? Um, they don't, they have, when you look at Tampa Bay and you look at their personnel offense and defense, you're wondering how they haven't been to the playoffs in almost a decade. And a lot of it has to do with self-inflicted wounds. Um, you know, obviously Jameis was not around at the beginning of the year last year. And still that team as a team led the league and had 35 turnovers last year. Okay. So regardless of what they do on defense, you know, it, it, they shoot themselves in the foot constantly. You know, all that about Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, throwing for 400 yards, wound up not leading to a lot. But you know, in a division that is highly competitive, uh, I think they could make a move up. And it wasn't, you know, a couple of years ago. Remember, they finished eight and four in their last 12 games and finished nine and seven. Okay. Again, the talent is there. I just find them very intriguing because of Arians and what he's been able to do, you know, bailing out the Colts. That's probably not even the right word. You know, the Colts situation with uh, Chuck Pagano um, going to Arizona, which had been on the skids, and then resurrecting that team. Uh, Arians took a, a year away from football, well, um, at least from from the sidelines, because in the, in the in the broadcast booth. Um, I like what he stands for. He's got Todd Bowles there as well. I think the switch on defense helps them out a lot. Uh, I'm not picking them necessarily for the playoffs, but I think they'll rattle some cages.
1: Hey, Russell, great job as always. Uh, Great to hear from you again, and thanks for giving us a couple minutes this morning. We really do have yourself a wonderful weekend, all right? Thanks, Russ. You got it, guys. You got it. Russell Baxter uh, covers the National Football League. Fansided.com. Hop online. Check it out. He does a fantastic job. His surprise team, Tampa Bay. Yeah, a interesting. I didn't yeah. expect him to sit at the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. I didn't and expect that. Come back. We got the three for you. The three biggest headlines here on this Friday morning. Tazbo, CBS Sports Radio.